Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. H2P, Jeff Fedoff, H2P. Hail to, hail to Pitt. The Pitt Panthers, baby. Here's the Pitt Panthers. We got a multifaceted Pitt Panther podcast for you here on the Black and Gold Daily Blitz or Blue and Gold today, as it were. Blue and Gold, uh, I guess, yeah. Brought by Fanstream Sports, presented by DSP Media Online, dspmediaonline.com. Um, yeah, man, 35 years ago today, right? You know what it is. Send it in, Jerome. 35 years ago today. An amazing moment. Rafferty on the call, right? Absolutely. Uh, I don't want to say put him on the map because he was already on Big Monday ESPN broadcast for Big East basketball. But that put him on the map, (laughs) right? I mean, you know, he had the man-to-man and, uh, you know, the big fella, all that stuff. But send it in, Jerome, became an iconic moment in at the very least college basketball sports if not espn like lore right i mean like that is that stands out some people will remember the call more than they do the actual dunk which only you know a dozen or so players have ever done anyway right is, is it um, the, is it the iconic moment in pit basketball history it's gotta be it's gotta be it was i was so trying iconic. to think of another one i couldn't come up with one it was so iconic uh i must have known it in advance because i'm about 11 12 years old Right. And I'm I'm begging my dad to go to the game that night. Maybe it was because it was a national television game. I don't know. It was on ESPN, which we didn't have at my dad's house at the time. <laughs> and, and he said, no, 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 son. It's a school oh, yeah, night. Yeah. It, it's a later start because of, of TV. I'll get, you to, I'll get you to one over the weekend or something. We had season tickets to fit. So I, I saw, you know, this was I, – I mean, I know the starting lineup on that team from that year. Um, Sean Miller, who passed it to Jerome Lane. Uh, okay. Charles Smith turned out to be a, a, a New York Knicks standout. Uh, Demetrius Gore was the small forward, and Jason Matthews was the, the the shooting guard. That Charles Smith from the Knicks was on that team? Yes. That's amazing. Yeah, they, and they went toe-to-toe back then with the Syracuse and Georgetown. And, like, you know, that, that's – Villanova, Syracuse, what, St. Yeah, John's, right? John, yeah. Uh, uh, St. John's with uh, PJ and the Sweaters. Uh, uh, not Car- PJ Carnesec Car- oh. in the sweaters. Yes, yes, yes. PJ, yes, yeah, PJ was yes. Seton Hall. Right, right. Well, you know, at least at the conference, right? You did. Yeah. Um, you know, UConn came along after a while. Providence was always born on everyone's side. Um, Boston College, hit or miss. Um, and but Pitt was in it. Paul Evans, I believe, was the coach back then. Um, and they they were not only did that put Rafferty on the map and Pitt on the map, but like Pitt was a an a a contender those years that they had those, those starting five on the court. Uh, yeah, my dad wouldn't let me go to the game. Okay. Did you ever uh, forgive him for that or not? I, you know, I got to believe in some way, shape, or form, there's a there's a, 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 a growing moment, you know, uh, where you might learn a parenting lesson about being a responsible parent. Uh, but on this day, every year, I, I, I fail to see what that lesson is. Adam, so I think everyone's – I think everyone's got some kind of moment like that in their lives where they were, oh, you know, we talk about friend Andy Boothby. Didn't have Tedding's last Elvis concert and didn't go, didn't know he'd die. Mine is, I took my first Reds 70 against Braves. And up it's a two in the seven. She had a grand slam um, in the game. Seaver pitched against, uh, I don't know if Necro started or not, but anyways, Reds are up eight to two in the seventh. Dad says, 
let's beat traffic and get home. We listened to the game the entire way home from Cincinnati to Columbus. The Braves came back and tied it eight to eight. And we, we walked into the house in the 14th inning, George Foster is a two run home and win it 10 to eight, but we came home. We missed half the game for that. And I don't like, I think everyone's got that moment though, where a parent says, you know what? Let's not do this or let's not go or let's leave now and all that kind of stuff. We all have that. That's your moment. I got another one. Uh, Yeah. um, I had tickets to game five of the 1992 Stanley cup. Uh, The Penguins, (laughs) the Penguins swept the block. How do you not go? They, you had to see the about a girl. You had to see no, about a girl. Four nothing. They oh, won the right. series four 0 We right. had tickets to Game Five. Yeah. So game Four. I'm cheering for Chicago. Of course you are. Right. <laughs> right. So I could go to a Stanley Cup game. It was my only shot at going to one of those games. Um, how, how great yeah, was the Big East during that time? It's, it's amazing, man. Like, and that team, uh, you know, I think Pitt generally has underachieved over the years. Um, and they've also woefully achieved. Uh, uh, Capel now is, is the coach there, and I believe right. they went over. Uh, a few years ago, right, which is unheard of, right? I mean, now they're 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 making their way back. Um, oh, for the Big East, not oh for for the season. Correct. Oh, yeah. They went Ewing, right? They went Ewing in the in the in the, uh, in the conference, right. but they did win some non-conference games against like Altoona or whatever. Yeah, yeah, uh, like Nickel State or something. I don't right. know. Like, yes, you know yes, yes. Right. Um, so that that whole conference was was amazing. Um, and you know Raleigh Massimino uh, always always on the court, bitching at the bitching at the yeah. refs. But that 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 it's not even you can't even really call it a stadium. It was called the Fitzgerald Fieldhouse. It only fit sixty seven ninety eight. That was the attendance, and it, it's and it, but because it was so intimate, it's all they fit. And, in it. Was sixty seven ninety eight? Seriously? Yeah. L- look at the video. I believe uh, uh, our our it's a high school our, gym. Beloved, our beloved producer Tim Ham is going to post a video of the famous dunk. Uh, in, embedded in this in this podcast. Pulls ahead, lanes on the other wing. He finds. Oh! It. Oh! Oh! Yeah! Send it in, Jerome. Oh! He joins Daryl Dawkins, Lucius Jackson, yeah. amongst others look around it it is a small uh it's a field house it literally, I mean, it's what it's called a, a small but the ceilings were low uh the seats were close and it right. was loud i mean you know it wasn't like it, carrier dome of course it doesn't have anything on the carrier dome back then um but it was an intense environment uh and it made every game you could feel every game you were there and maybe just because i was a kid and i thought it was bigger than you know i mean i i, I saw guys like ewing and 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 morning and matumbo come through that arena kick the shit out of pit every single time right but, but it was it was i mean you saw some you know major players come through that uh uh chris mullen and walter perry for those teams sherman douglas and Derek coleman oh my god yep. i'm so jealous yep. of that even though you yep. got screwed out of the big moment the fact <laughs> right. you saw all these other people coming through though dude that was look and i'm a big 10 guy i'm telling you that like five or six year Big East period, maybe seven years, whatever it was. Every single game was must watch if you could see it. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they, they, called it big, they called it a big Monday on ESPN. That's why they did it. Yeah, all because of that, man. Those those teams were – and the fact that three teams made the Final Four the one year when Georgetown, St. John's, Villanova all got in. And mm-hmm. then do you know who the fourth team was? I didn't. I, uh, I know. Memphis State. That's who it was. Who's now oh. Memphis. But Memphis State was the fourth one that got in, though. But those battles, yeah. though, my God. Yeah, man. I, I – they, the bigger games, eventually they they started putting the bigger games against Georgetown and Syracuse at the uh, Civic Arena where the Penguins used to play. Right. Um, and those would always be, you know, a, a huge turnout and and bigger deals, but it just didn't have the same feel to it as that feel. I mean, you know, you could it you could hear like the thunderous cracking of the rim and the glass. And I mean, you know, it, it was just I it, so it's an iconic moment. It, it really mean- was. It was it was the best moment I I never attended. <laughs> so you being the obviously long time lived in Pitt. I've never lived in Pittsburgh. You live in Pittsburgh. Is when I ask you for if I ask you to name me prominent Pittsburgh basketball players, is Jerome Lane top of the list? And is there how big of a gap between like I say, hey, name me the guy that you know that you like watching, or whatever? Is there who's second? Is there a big gap between one and two? Uh, I think they're all um, – the th- three biggest ones were on that team. Sean Miller obviously has gone on to have himself uh, a, a pretty fine coaching career. Sure. Um, and uh, and Charles Smith had yeah. the, the the best of, of the NBA career. Yeah. yeah. Um, but Lane has the biggest moment. And, you know, it's funny. Uh, Sean Miller, I believe I, I was watching one of those, like, um, anniversary shows and, and – uh, uh, Rafferty says that Sean Miller says that he, that he owes him because Miller made the no look pass. Oh, so like, you, yeah. you, you owe me for the for the, for your broadcasting <laughs> moment that day because I made the no look pass. It was such a cool moment when that happened, the dunk and all that. That was, uh, but really, and of all the things you see in the Big East, like that's what the Big East was. Yeah. Those kind of moments, those kind of matchups, those kind of games, and even you know, it was. I was thinking about this. If they ever made a movie about the Big East, does Danny DeVito have to play Raleigh Massimino? I think he does. <laughs> I don't know who plays other guys, but I just think like he he has to play. Maybe you could get Pacino to play Carnesecca. Maybe I could probably Maybe. see that happening. Yeah, he's got the he, I, now that he's got the hunch back a little bit. You yeah, know, a hunch back a little bit. But I don't know who plays some of the players. I'm not sure. I couldn't figure all that out. But I was trying to think of the coaches though, and who could play which ones, and Who's- those two. Who's a, a something O'Reilly, a, 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 an actor, a comedic actor? Oh, John O'Reilly. John, John O'Reilly would play. John O'Reilly would play Paul Evans for Pitt. That the, could the, happen. The, also, the big curly, the big curly hair, head of hair. Right. Or you shave it down, and he plays Bayheim. Nah, you gotta get someone else for Bayheim. You get. Oh, I know you get for Bayheim. You get um uh, the the guy who was in the Stern movie, and he was in um, the Wine movie, the Paul. Um, Giamatti. Uh, yeah, Giamatti. I think he's probably Bayheim, right? I know he's not tall enough. He could also pull off Massimino. I, you know, it could go both You're ways. Right, he that. could, right. We got <laughs> this is a whole other podcast, though. Yes, we could and do all, that. All the guys coming in to play Kramer. Yes, there we go. Yes, that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. All right, real, real quick. I don't yeah. want to water this down, but I got some more pit topics because it's so Let's so hear. rare that I have pit topics, and it's and it's related to kind of pit getting back on the map right uh uh 
this the last couple of weeks they've had three transfers come back home. They, they've all played high school. They're all high school stands out in Western Pennsylvania. Uh, Phil Jerkovich, uh, quarterback at Pine Rich, Richland, um, he was recruited by Notre Dame. He played at Boston College. And after uh, Kenny Pickett left, he immediately uh, hopped on the, the, the transfer wagon. And he's coming. He had f- over 5,000 total yards of offense his, season, his senior season, uh, Pennsylvania okay. State record. Uh, Donovan McMillan, uh, Peters Township, versatile safety. Um, he went to Florida uh, for a couple years, mostly as a gunner on special teams, uh, but he spurned uh, Pac-12, Big Ten, other ACC teams to come back to Pitt in the transfer portal. Um, he was a number eight prospect uh, coming out of Pennsylvania. Okay. Uh, and uh, Derek Davis from Gateway, uh, safety turned running back. He had over 2,000 total yards his junior season uh, in high school, uh, went to LSU. And he's now coming back to Pitt. Uh, none of this might mean a whole lot to you, but the common denominator here is their head coach, uh, Pat Narduzzi, who's a former defensive coordinator for Michigan State, right. uh, Youngstown State grad. He was an assistant at Cincinnati. Um, so there's some of that Midwestern tie in there. Uh, we're based in Columbus, and you and I are, not, right. not Narduzzi. And um, it speaks, I believe, to kind of that, like, this is kind of what recruiting has come to now. But it speaks to the, the the grasp he's starting to get on some more local talent. Whereas right. in the in the past, Pitt's not Pitt's been scrapping and then losing out to the Penn States and and, and Ohio States in the area. Sure. And I, I, they're starting to get some of that uh, moxie back, I believe. So um, you know, in the people might know this, but if you're if you're not old like Adam and I, but in the '70s and early '80s, Pitt football. Um, you know, their Penn State game was always huge every year. They, they ended the season, all that kind of stuff. And um, Pitt, their, their ceiling was national title. That was what they, they wanted, national title, obviously. They were able to do that. They got guys like Dorsett and Reno through there, Hugh Green. Um, so uh, their ceiling was that. What do you think their ceiling is now? And what do you, do you think that will change? Uh, so the last two, two seasons for sure, Sure. Um, you know, they, they won the ACC or they lead the, the, uh, the two years, two years ago. Yeah. You know, Pickett took took the night off at the at the Peach Bowl against Michigan State. And uh, Narduzzi said we would have hung 21 more on them if Pickett had played. Sure. You know, OK, maybe so. Kenneth Walker didn't play that game either. So, you know, riddle. Right, you know, right, right, yeah. Um, you know, this year they they, they won the Sun Bowl um, and they are two bowl wins the last three seasons, four seasons. Um, it's, they are, they're competitive. They're, it's not, it's not, it, well, it used to be, I suppose Clemson, you know, took a, a, a step back, but it used to just be Clemson and everybody else. Uh, and I think Pitt's in that conversation. I don't, they're not in final, they're not in, in BCS. Uh, CFP. Category. CFP. That too. Uh, but I think now that you have a 12 team playoff, I think that is in, in, in their scope. I think they okay. can. I think that is a a realistic goal. I don't know if it's. Right. I don't know if you know. I'm not going to chalk them in there, right? But I I do believe that is a realistic goal uh, for Pitt to have. It's uh, it, people don't know, and I wasn't a, a huge Pitt fan growing up. That Pitt 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 Penn State game that was like huge, vicious rivalry every year. Mm-hmm. They always play at the end of the year. Uh, yeah, uh, you, you, and then when that fell off the map, uh, West Virginia took right. over the backyard brawl. Right. Um, 
and, and those two games were always the game you look forward to. Um, harder to schedule that now. I mean, you know, there's oh, yeah. Penn State won't play for quite a while. They had a couple of uh, home and homes earlier in the 2010 uh, decade. Uh, West Virginia is still very much in, in the mix, but they play them before conference play now. So it doesn't have that same end of season, you know, uh, this, this is the game of all games right. to end the season. Um, it's hard, you know, it's hard ever since the, the, the big five really took over the landscape. It's, it's harder to get invested in a lot of these rivalry games, you know, Pitt UNC. Okay. <laughs> you know, like it doesn't really do anything for me. Would you want um, Pitt in the big 10? No, I mean, you know, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm old school. I, I want the big East back. I mean, that's when it felt real. Uh, the big 10 at least has, has stayed mostly consistent with the teams in that conference. I mean, the Big um, East isn't coming back in football. So I'm saying, like, if you have a choice right now, do you like Pitt in the ACC, or if I tell you I could drop Pitt in the Big Ten, what would you rather have? I I don't think it would create as much buzz as it sounds. Uh, geographically, okay. of course, it, it that's where it makes the most sense. Right. Um, but, you know, for, for better or for worse, I think they're kind of just kind of stuck in that you know, square peg round hole ACC conference. And I'd love it, to see Penn State every year and have it be a meaningful game. I would love yeah. to see that again. But I think I, it's – I know. It's it's not a pipe dream. It'll happen again, but it's not going to be a, a, a it annual. It won't be end of the season. No. No, no. So uh, thanks for reminiscing with me a little bit on, on, on Pitt. You don't get to do that that much. The 35-year anniversary yep. – of uh, my dad trying to teach me a valuable lesson in life, but really all he did was make me a bitter old man. <laughs> Send it to oh, wait, have you done that with your kids yet? Oh yeah, my, yeah. My oldest son loved to watch it. No, have you had a moment though where you said to them, "We're not doing this because of this," and tried mm -hmm. to, and that, like, where they will be talking to, about this on a podcast or whatever. 20 years from now and say, my dad, we had tickets. I wanted to go. To, he said no because school the next day or whatever. No, not specifically. Um, we we kind of hand, we handpick the games during the summer when the schedule's out and we can kind of right. game plan it. Um, I used to record a lot of the Penguin games when they were in the playoffs um, and then show my oldest son the game the next day or, you know, okay. whenever the next uh, opportunity was. And I believe it was against, Oh, it was a really, it might've been against the Red Wings in the, in the cup. I'm not sure the first one that they lost and every game I had showed him had these dramatic comeback victories and, you know, Crosby and, and Malkin just right. flipped the switch and just like Lemieux and Yagi used to do. And um, this one, they didn't win. <laughs> he was mad that I showed him. He's like, why would you show me that? Every other game you show me, they win. I'm like, well, you know, life lesson, right? You don't life win them lesson. all. Thank you, Boopy. So, Life lesson. Yes. Then, I don't think. Yes, I don't think. He, I don't think he's uh, hung on to that one in a, in a bitter way that I've held on to. In a drobling way, right? And with all, right. This was fun, brother. I appreciate it, man. I mean, hey, uh, tune in soon to another edition yes. of Black and Gold Daily Blitz. Uh, maybe we'll talk a little football. Maybe we will. <laughs> Good day. <laughs>